should have had one before the podcast because I I got a coffee with normal milk. Yeah. Oh, girl, what are you doing to yourself? I know. We it's, are. I am sensitive 32. belly havers over here. I can't do that. Yeah. Actually, I'm 31. You are now. I am. Yeah, I am happy a birthday. year older. You know since what? The last and that's and that's how we're starting this. Oh, Welcome. Hi. Yeah, that's it. You know what? Happy birthday to Grace. Happy late birthday to Grace. It is uh, September 5th, 2022. Uh, episode 75 of Stop Skeletons from Fighting. It's, hey, I'm Derek. It's me, Derek. And over here, the birthday girl. Yeah. yeah. Today, birthday is Labor Day. And tomorrow, <laughs> borrow is Oregano yeah. Cooking Day. But yes, Everyone make themselves some spaghetti. But yesterbester was your birthday. Or <laughs> some sometime yesterbester. Yesterbester was your... Uh, Swester. It it makes it fills <laughs> I have me a sister. with so much joy um to see Homestar Runner gifts and memes, especially on today of Labor Day. Yeah, uh, Homestar Runner will never die as long as the people who are right now approximately twenty-seven to forty-five are alive. And by that I mean we got about forty years. Yes. <laughs> Dude, Unless it like, becomes like a Rickroll situation. I mean, Young Gravy keeping the Rickroll alive. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. How 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 relevant are we trying to keep this podcast? Oh, but I'm like sorry. he, Well, it's like <laughs> I did see that there's a, there's a rapper out there, Young Gravy, uh, who we think both of us support. Solid, solid, solid bars from that dude. Milf. Hellas, noted Milf appreciator. Appreciate the swagger of uh, of uh, YG there. Young Gravy. Young not not rapper YG, my bad. Oh, that's a that's a rapper. That's a different rapper. Yeah. Oh my god, I uh, can't keep up. Masanda beat ho, but no, he he did a song where he sampled uh, Mr. Sandman, and that was pretty cool. And I guess he has to keep that uh, momentum going, and so he sampled the uh, you know Never Gonna Give You Up, which and I recommend listening to it. It it's it's it a, works. He it on paper you're like, what are you doing? But like, yeah, I still think that there is an argument for like, where are we as a culture? What what are we doing? Like how. How deep, how layered, how much of this snake has eaten his tail? You know, there's there's definitely a conversation to be had, surface level. However, not a bad song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I had fun. All the moms had fun. <laughs> yeah. We all we all having fun. Well, so welcome to our, our video game podcast where we talk about music and stuff. Now we talk about random, kind of whatever. Yeah. We, we take it real chill here. Well, that's what happens when two people have ADD and a tiny Rubik's Cube in front of them. A tiny Rubik's Cube that somebody, uh, an enforcer at PAX just gave you. Yep. <laughs> um, this is also... Because the- not only was it my birthday weekend, not only was it Labor Day week. Well, okay, my birthday weekend was a couple weeks ago. It was actually ago, two weeks ago, to be ago, honest. But, but you know what? It's, yeah. it's also uh, PAX West weekend because Penny Arcade is a local company, mm-hmm. which is sort of weird. And uh, we had a big video game convention in town. I guess that's probably like the most immediate thing that happened. I think the most immediate thing about uh, our experience at PAX is we technically didn't go. And, oh, and it, it was amazing. Awesome. Yes. Everybody I, I, who didn't go to PAX this weekend, y'all y'all won. Yeah. In my opinion. I'm well, but I am a grumpy Gus and I, I tend to maybe I'm it's because I'm getting older. I am one year older as of this podcast. And I just don't <laughs> like being in um trapped in a crowded hallway because there is a giant man in a Pikachu costume yeah. blocking the way to the restroom, which mm-hmm. <laughs> just and just feeling like I can't move. Like seeing like this like 
amazing Ada Wong costume sitting next to like an amazing Bayonetta cosplay. And it's like, I, I yo, I support this. Uh, but can you move out of the way? Because you're, you're taking up a little extra space. I'm trying to get to a place. Yeah, your um, your fifteen feet of hair is blocking the yeah. fire exit. <laughs> please, <laughs> please, I need to leave. So we, so honestly, what I missed about conventions. This is our first convention since 2019, man. Uh, been like three solid years or two. I can't. What's math? Um, and I'll be honest. It's great to go to conventions. Awesome to like, you know, sign autographs, meet fans, do panels, like just walk around. The the floor and feel the energy and meet the people uh i feel like a lot of our peers would agree the best part of a convention is when all us dumb youtubers uh we all meet at a bar or we go back to someone's uh, hotel room and we just talk shop about what a weird life we have and that's what we ended up doing we uh did not have we only had a pass for one of the days for for packs this weekend like every uh afternoon night ish we just like met everybody at a bar and we just sat around and chatted uh got to meet some friends uh some new friends that i haven't met before i got to meet some old friends again and uh man it was meet some people in person for the first time and it's so like it's also great to and... like yeah meet meet new friends meet old friends uh and and meet them when you've had an afternoon to like relax and eat and uh to not have to also then be social until midnight and drink or whatnot well, you've also had a whole day of, of convention beforehand. So we felt like, you know, incredibly rested and it was just like the best part, honestly. Um, and that was really our weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, we just like, I don't know, my my voice might sound a little hoarse. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little dry, but I, I feel like, you know, we are a solid 24 hours from the last time, you know, we were around people in a big crowd and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it has been a whole weekend. If I was going to get sick, I probably, I probably would have gotten it by now. Um, at least like a famous last words. I typically at least get a cold. I'm not sure about, Hey, listen, it's strange times right now. I will say that like the average cold that I normally get, um, that kind of comes from general, just dryness and sore throat and just being in, in loud places and, and kind of yelling at people for hours. I typically feel that like the next day, well, it's going to be different because uh, you haven't had a convention post your gluten, anti-gluten lifestyle. That's true. Yeah, I used to so also... Your, your body's immune system isn't like having a sword fight with a giant bread monster That right was now. also the issue was typically like, I was like, all right, I'm going to have a lot of coffee with full whole milk and tons of gluten. And I'm going to be around people and I'm not going to sleep as much. And I'm going to be yelling a lot and not drinking a lot of water. And so typically yeah, I would I would usually get sick at conventions. Like every time. So yeah. I'm hoping you won't, though. I don't feel you sick. Did, you did take an illegal sipper sip of my malted chocolate milkshake Yo. yesterday. And I, I don't know. That could just tip the whole thing over. Let me tell you about my daredevil lifestyle. Oh, my God. Like, Let me tell you about like this thrill seeking new chapter of Derek Alexander. <laughs> Um, y'all ready for this? You ain't on my level. I went to the Costco because we had to oh get, my God. we had to get some groceries and like toilet paper or something. I don't remember. Uh, and I was like, you know what? You know what? 
that Costco pizza smelled good. For Grace's birthday, we got some Costco pizzas for everybody. Mm-hmm. Because naturally, it's like the it's it like, was a solid call. Absolutely, but idea. I I went to pick them up, but like you know, I got my gluten situation, so I had to abstain. Or else I was going to be hitting the porcelain in a big way. Yeah. Not uh, to worry, though. I made him a gluten-free chocolate cake. Yeah. So there there was something for Derek to eat. But that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And so when I had to go to Costco a little later, I was like, yo, a slice of pizza is like two bucks. They're like always got fresh pizzas coming out. You know, there's a Costco is like a pizza company that also sells toilet paper. Basically, I don't you know? want to besmirch the town that has given me life and helped me go to finish my college degree and all of that stuff and giving me health insurance, whatever. But Seattle's pizza situation yeah. is dire. We and we have it is truly awful. It's hard to explain because how do you mess up pizza? But Costco tent like if I am going to go get a pizza, honest and I am someone who always wants to buy local. I always want to go yeah. to like local places because I just love that. Yeah. Costco pizza is probably the most reliable pizza. No, I don't here. I don't care where you live. I don't care what like you know, hey. You in Italy, where like the real shit comes from? You got Costco in Italy. I'm sorry, Costco pizza is up okay, there. Okay, that's too far. That's is that too, too far? far? I still for think me, well, for well, me personally. Let me finish my thought far. though. For no. the for the money, no thoughts. For the only video games. Yeah. <laughs> Costco pizza by itself is not like fantastic, but for the money, yeah, it is very cheap, made very quickly, uh, and with that, yo, it is a great deal. I know I don't support Citizens United or like corporations being people. But like Costco for president. <laughs> I know it's like Costco and maybe Starbucks Just, on a couple of occasions a, seem like there may be the one dollar Costco uh, hot dog is like a pop populist message I can get behind. Oh, and the, the story behind <laughs> that is apparently somebody wanted to uh, like raise the price of the hot dog. And I guess the president of, of uh, Costco threatened to kill him. <laughs> He relayed it like he's like, uh, if you raise the price of that hot dog, I will freaking kill you. Is what this guy said. The other guy said, but he was like, yeah, in so many words. But apparently, and I, I think you can guess which words were not in yeah. so many. Mm-hmm. But but my my point is, <laughs> so funny. Costco is where you know some people ride motorcycles off of jumps through flaming hoops. Uncle Derek goes to Costco and <laughs> buys slices of pizza and takes five bites it was like a, just a, to see just to because I, I have been you brought the slice home to me yeah, and it was almost like a tiny rabbit got into the you're like here's a pizza and i'm like oh i didn't ask you for anything and i was like oh literally three <laughs> okay no it was like five ish <laughs> like a little chipmunk yeah and you know what felt fine you did That's so good. My, it's 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 a new journey for me because you know Turns out I got a lot of going on in my uh, my my throat, esophagus, stomach region that I did not that I have not spent my life <laughs> yeah. appreciating and, and taking care of. Uh, but now it's like, OK, do I have to completely abstain from wheat? You know, maybe I could have a beer on occasion. I, I, I'm, I'm interested. Danger Derek comes out. Exactly. Thrill seeker. I guess we should we can mm-hmm. experiment with that. Unfortunately, for whatever reason. The gluten industrial complex has not stepped up in the same way that the dairy industrial complex has and like created some sort of pill that allows you to yeah, eat dairy a little bit like, you know, those lactose pills or. Yeah, we've been on the the lactose pills when it's like, all right, let's get some ice cream. Let's. I actually brought like a whole like sheet sheet of those. (laughs) I don't even know what to call it. Like those lactose tabs. 
And I was like, oh, this is going to be such a funny joke. I'll throw it out. Be like, anyone want to do drugs? And then yeah. anybody want to take this party to the next level? <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, genuinely. Yeah, I need those. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. And I was just like, oh, well, this, it's not a joke anymore. Yeah. It's real. So, so that, was, that that's that's PAX. Yeah. yeah, that was our weekend. Um, I guess last week I uh, and we put the HVGN anniversary video out. Mm-hmm. Um, we have videos yeah. that are not just compilation videos coming. We actually have two videos being edited right now. And then between the two of us, we are both writing three, four other videos. We're planning on the end of this year being really stacked, but it is just kind of we're kind of in that in between zone time yeah i will say that like the 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 crash bandicoot uh nitro cart video is one in particular where i i kind of once i realized it was like oh it's september and i was think i was looking at a uh i was giving notes to our editor and i was like how am i still working on this video because i've been working on it we've been like working on this video for a long time and i just had the moment of like man we gotta make smaller videos god damn we keep i think at first it was like oh cool with the way the Patreon shifted, we can take our time with bigger videos and it'll be great. Uh, and then now it's like, I'm bored. I want to make smaller videos again. I yeah. need to really. So right now I'm, I'm working on uh, a small video and a big video at the same time. It I feel, feel this like is like right a, a weird pattern with us. It's like, and I don't know if other people notice this as much as we do, but it's like almost every time something new happens or we hit on a new idea, we just like hammer it into the ground. Right now, it's like mobile games is a topic that keeps coming back. And that's because we're like, oh, wow, mobile games. How cool. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for a while, like three years ago, it was N64 games. Just constant N64 (laughs) stuff. Yeah. But in a weird way, it kind of happened to us in in a format way where we're like, oh, we can make videos as long as we want. And then we did and now we regret yeah like (laughs) i think it's like i'm really happy with what we've what we're working on what we have put out so far this year but also like i'm not happy with like the amount yeah yeah. so we're we're, yeah the casual vlog yeah we we actually have oh josh says in the chat um i miss your casual vlog where you talk about random stuff you know and bad games etc we actually have one that is that's one of the videos that's being edited Mm -hmm. that is going to come out soon so we we also miss those too so that's coming we got we're going to have a mix of like more casual stuff and then also our long 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 form stuff but then also derek's working on a doom video oh this is this has become just a big passion project for me yeah I, i haven't done a video on just one game and just gushed on it so i am working on the playstation doom it's going to be just a gush nerd fest <laughs> for me. I just, it's like probably like Doom is one of my favorite games of all time, of course. Have you guys heard of it? And this is my favorite version of it, like <laughs> straight up. Yeah. And so it's just me being like, yeah, this it's, it's going to be a punching way because it, very, it is a very impressive port for the time. But it is also just like, yo, this is like Doom is probably the game I played the most in my life overall. It's, so PlayStation Doom, specifically this version that I have, because I've had it since... You know, I got it in like 97. Um, that's it's probably the single game I played the most in my life. Not only that version of the game, but that specific CD in that case. More than the 32X version? <laughs> only because I got rid of it. Mm. Only because I got rid of it. <laughs> only because you sold it to Ryan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my oh my God, Ryan. Shout Ryan. Out to Ryan. <laughs> uh, but like, usually when I beat a game, I'm like, just kind of like, I move on to a new game. Got other games to play. Doom, well, Doom for PlayStation is one of those games. It's like, I just got free time. 
I just want to play Doom again. Yeah. And that was my that was how I did it for years. So, um, well, Nick and or I'm going to say that's how you say that. They have a good question in the Patreon chat. Doom is Doom more than our Resident Evil 4. Do you like Doom in the Pantheon? It is so close. They're, they're, okay, first off, Doom versus Resident Evil 4. There's no good answer here. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Like, flip a coin, throw a dart. Both of these are good answers. It's going to break your heart either way. It's probably Doom. Oh. It's probably, it's, I mean, well, it's so sense. close. But like, honestly, like, yeah, Resident Evil 4 is, I mean, what can you say about what, what can you say about? Re- I mean, Resident Evil Four and Doom are like the two topics we probably talked about the most on the damn channel. Yeah. Outside of like just wacky weird shit, uh, but that's more of a general topic. Um, but I mean, I think I don't know. I don't know, man. honestly, and this is me as someone who has really only come into contact with these games as a result of this channel. I would also pick Doom, and it's it's partially because Doom is just so much more flexible in a way. Like Resident Evil Four came out fully formed idea you know, yeah, whatever. Sure. And then Doom just has all this weird, crazy stuff that got released officially. And then on top of that, there's also like, oh, someone made a cart racer <laughs> inside mm-hmm. of Doom or someone did, you know, X, Y, Z. And then, you know, people aren't putting Resident Evil 4 onto their refrigerators, though they should be. There's a lot of organizational tips in the Resident Evil 4 game that would probably benefit everyone's refrigerator, including yeah. mine. <laughs> I saw that like a new stream of skyrim ports are on the way and all right it's always so weird because pe- people joke about skyrim being the most ported game ever and it's like i don't know skyrim is like it's it's on a lot of devices but it they don't have the same kind of like compromised ports in the way that doom and re4 did even the same amount of ports i i, I need to sit down and actually hammer that out because I feel like, you know, Skyrim and GTA 5, those are solid, um, solid memes. We all have a lot of fun talking about how they're on every system and stuff like that. But it's like, I I don't think they really measure up to Doom in RE4 uh, in the same spirit, you know? But it's 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 definitely like... I think yeah. for, for Skyrim in particular, it's just because they released the, like, the capital T-H-E, the game of that year and was still very popular for, it's still mm-hmm. popular. And then they have, we haven't had that sequel. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. think that's part of it. It's just like, how have we not, it's been, it's been 84 years. Like, what is Same with GTA 5, but like, you know, Skyrim was out, what, four years earlier? Uh, I think GTA Five was maybe a little bit more successful, which is still well, dude. I remember thinking, I'm sure on an old ass podcast that that's probably deleted from the from the earth now. I don't know, but like, I think I was like, oh yeah, Bethesda's going to be fine forever because they'll be making so much money on Skyrim forever. They'll always be fine. (laughs) And then here we are. Yeah, but I mean, it's like Skyrim's great, but also you should make more of them. (laughs) You know, gosh, uh, that like I think Skyrim's ten years old now, right? I think Skyrim was oh. It was 2011 or 2012. I cannot confirm I, or I, deny. Oh, no, it was 2011 because it came out the same year as Saints Row the Third, which was <laughs> the game I actually played the most that year. Um, but 10 years later, man, and they've made two more Fallouts. Three, if you want to count those, the iPhone game. Uh, and not a, not, a, not a new, not a single new uh, Elder Scrolls game. Who even knows? They're owned by Microsoft. They now, are now, yeah. Right? So... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they they have that space. Oh wait, yeah, like what's coming out? Star Citizen, or is that something? 
fleet starcraft starcraft i'm just gonna say wrong things stargate yeah okay so they got the new x-wing yeah they got a star war coming in they have a trek war coming which actually i think starfield okay thank you starfield i think it got the rescue that one has been delayed I believe it I, was slated for this I year. I guess I have not been paying attention to it at all, but yeah, I think uh, it'll probably be good. But I'm I think guessing it was sort it of looks like massive. It was one of the first big announcements, like after this whole acquisition situation and whatnot. And I think Phil Spencer was like, "Yeah, so Starfield's probably gonna be delayed again." Everyone was so upset, but it's like, and yeah, and that sucks. It's never fun to have your game delayed, but I guess because I was sort of on the outside looking in, I'm like, "Yeah, would you?" Y'all, y'all knew this was coming, right? <laughs> Games get delayed. Uh, I'm okay with I'm okay with that. I I mean, Elden Ring already released this year. I don't need another massive game. I'm I mean, I I finally finished Cult of the Lamb. Recently. Finally finished. You played. You bought the dude in a week. Well, but that game like a week long. That game should be about like a ten hour, seven hour game. <laughs> and I it, one of the reasons it took me so long to play is because I was playing on the Switch version and it is incredibly buggy. Yeah. And so I. I'm in a weird place where I wouldn't want to make anyone. Um, I wouldn't. I don't want to say people shouldn't play that game. Oh yeah, I think the, but maybe the not last, the Switch version. The last podcast, which w- was a little longer ago, because we we only do two podcasts a month, and last month was a a a, po- a month of several Mondays. So actually, it's been two weeks since the last podcast. Yeah, and you were all in on Cult of the Lamb, and I recall like later that night. Or like the next day after the podcast, like that's when a lot of the bugs started showing up. And you're like, I feel kind of bad talking this game up on the podcast because <laughs> it is good when it friggin' works. Yeah, I just had so many. I'm not sure if they've if they've updated it. I know that they've talked a lot about how they're gonna they're continuing to support that game and they are will be releasing more content. And I know also another caveat. It is harder to update things on Switch because you have to go through Nintendo and the yep. whole thing takes several days, whereas on other platforms, you can just push it and go maybe play it on on Steam, Steam yeah. get your Steam Deck. I don't know. I'm actually kind of excited that it's over because I mean, not not excited that it's <laughs> over. But now that I'm I feel I've been bitten by the roguelite bug again. And so I've been playing Ring of Pain. <laughs> Which is probably one of my favorite games of all time. I've been playing some Into the Breach again because I can't help myself. But I'm probably later today going to buy Curse to Golf, which is made by Chu Hai Labs. Mm-hmm. And um, heard a bunch of people this weekend talking up that game. And I, I love, I oh. hate golf as a and this concept, like- as an existence in our universe. I yeah. hate the idea that so much of beautiful land is being used yes. for dorks in with beers Dorko and the plaid knickers is gonna hit yeah like 70 year old crap boys i kind of hate that no shade on you if you like golf but i do love a special place in my heart for golf video games so i am super stoked and we're kind of in a bit of a like just weird golf games moment like like curse to golf is just one of many it's like hey here's a golf game like everything i mean everything golf a few years ago and then what, what the golf was really great yeah um but no, actually, <laughs> desert I, golf. Oh, I used to play the shit out of desert golf on my <laughs> iPhone. I got, I think I got all the way to like hole 1000 where like. Weirdly, that game's probably as old as Skyrim. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I actually, we, we, so we actually have um, a Steam version of her Curse to Golf and I played it a little bit. It's really good. It's hard. <laughs> I, um, and I'm still in a, a I mode need to play where way more of it though. I yeah. just don't like playing games on PC, so I'm gonna have to buy it on Switch. 
since we don't have a Steam Deck, we probably won't get one anytime soon. No, I sadly. Yeah. It's hard to. So, the like eighty percent of the reason that we both want a Steam Deck is we're just too lazy to play games on our on a computer at our at our desk because we work <laughs> at our desk. This is the office, and so for me, it's like playing games on Steam. It's like it's like I'm working. You what know about the couch. I, I, my brain screams at me every time. Yeah. But what about the other room? The fun and, room? And then, and then, yeah, it's like, then I can play Dragon Quest and have the TV and you can play uh, Steam Deck and not have the TV. Actually, if we, you know, if we wanted to, it's the, I think the Steam Deck just has HDMI out and we have like a little TV. Oftentimes when we're both playing games in the living room. Then I could like relive the Wii U. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's probably like my gaming plans for the future. I know you're, you're still playing Dragon Quest 11, which I'm having fun playing though. The more you play Dragon Quest 11, I kind of wish you were playing Dragon Quest 8 instead, but that's oh, perhaps yeah. a different conversation. So got really in Dragon Quest 11. I hit like the halfway point. Um, and things are kind of, the story's really kind of moving. I was like, we were talking to a friend this weekend and they made a really good point that like Dragon Quest 11 doesn't really have a good story so much as it has good characters like the characters the situations that are happening are like i don't know the, the beat to beat story has a couple of fun twists but overall uh it's not, exactly what you would think it you is. you know what i mean not, not to go super spoilery but like if you if you know you know game pulls a final fantasy 6 uh and i'm like you know it's cool all right it's cool um but i'm still enjoying the characters uh you know it's 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 really good, but I just happened to have the uh, PS2 hooked up in the office, and I was like, you know what? Let's, just, let's go through some Dragon Quest Eight. Was was the shit? And Grace was watching it just for like a little bit. I had a game that was only like a few hours in, right before you get uh, Jessica. And I don't think you ever had seen Dragon Quest Eight. No. And seen Yangus, and I think that we need to remember, we need to celebrate this that like Yangus. As a character and as a voice actor, I don't recall the comedian's name, but um, is one of the best characters in the history of games. Uh, he always calls you the Gov. Hey, this is the Gov right here. And at one point, Jessica's like, "Well, I'm leaving." It's like, ah, oh, typical of a bird not to understand us, Gov. You know? Yeah, can't he, can't understand the bond between two two Govs. Like, it's like oh, he's so good. Like on paper, so funny. On paper, the dialogue they write for him is like ludicrous and ridiculous. And this voice actor fucking nails it and he's just he's an amazing character uh and just immediately you were like yeah this dragon quest 8 is so good was, it's so I good was loling all over my keyboard mm -hmm. like i was just i was like actually laughing i was actually having a hard time focusing on what i was doing because i really enjoyed it and i was like man dragon quest 11 is such a wet blanket compared to this <laughs> in my opinion i i guess i don't have a lot of love for dragon quest because i've never played it never mm -hmm. you know i've just watched you play it and i it kind of drives me crazy because i find a lot of what's going on to be pretty boring in terms of the characters and the story yeah, so the one thing i kind but, of you know whatever not everything can have a a dragon boy so my you know? I'm, I'm also not super familiar with a lot of dragon quest there's a lot of dragon quest games out there and i have truthfully only played a handful of them but i uh one thing i feel like that dragon quest 11 is does to me um it feels like it's splitting the difference between dragon quest 7 and dragon quest 8 and that what i played of dragon quest 7 
Um, and I did not play. I played. I think I only played about thirty to forty hours of it, which is to say, the first third of the game. That game was a this. Your story is not the point of the game, or the, at least the portion that I played. The story was you are going to different, you know, villages basically, and you are kind of thrusting yourself in the middle of a soap opera episode. And it's some really good writing there, and some some really like shockingly like sad stories that happen, and you're just kind of like showing up and like, hey guys, can you help? And I don't kind of why I bounced off that game was like, where, what is what 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 about our story? What are we doing? Um, it's just it was just a little too dense of a game it just felt more like a visual novel to be honest that's not what i was really in the mood for whereas dragon quest 8 was like it's the king's journey we go to a new town or a new area but it's always just pushing our story forward yeah we're meeting people here and there and we're helping the town get rid of a big you know octopus or whatever uh but usually the beat to the the, the beat to beat story moments in dragon quest 8 more or less are always pushing our story forward and then Dragon Quest XI kind of like splits that difference where, okay, you're in Octagonia and you are trying to find the orb, but also you got to fix this problem with, you know, the fighting tournament and some other stuff happening. Uh, and a lot of those stories are fun and they're well written, but I'm kind of like, all right, but what about us? What is our, what's our story? So that's, I'm kind of a little torn on Dragon Quest Um 11 on that front but i still think the gameplay is really good and i love you know specking i love uh, all the uh uh crafting you can do and and so there's enough just i just i just like the rpgs where i can make the numbers go up and then i spend all this time getting better armor and then i'm like i'm gonna buy this armor and then i'm gonna upgrade it be a plus three and i'm gonna get this you know pair of claws and then i'm gonna make it so every time jade attacks she gets like five percent ten percent health back and it's like, I just love doing that, even though the game is was not really that challenging. But I was also always trying to, like, max out my characters. So there's the, enough I just mean, raw gameplay RPG shit that I'm still really enjoying. Yeah. Well, and then also there is Silvando, who, as as the chat is pointing out, yeah. is double-cheeked up, goaded with the sauce. Dude, so, <laughs> it's <whatever>. so funny. <laughs> to, and we don't want to get... I, okay, I'm going to bring this up, Grace. We decided... We, we agreed to not go deep into it. Yeah. But the whole issue with uh, the late the now former you know composer um sugiyama it is so funny to know how he stood on some things and then know that silvando is so gay so gay not even in and like in, in such a like you know great way i, I yeah I'm like maybe in a I'm way not the person to really just discuss that but i guess a lot of times in Japanese media, and I, I think it's gotten better, but for the longest time, whenever there was a, a gay character, a capital G gay character mm-hmm, yeah. in one of those media, they were kind of, they were overly forceful. They were intended to be kind of like kind of something scary or, or a joke. Yeah. You know, someone who wants to abuse, you know, take take you and do things to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and they weren't a person. They were, a, even, they, they were a gay, they were a gay person, not a person that's gay. And that, that's the thing is like Silvando is a person who's like super gay and fabulous and out there and like, but just being himself, you know, uh, and the, the whole side quest this is a side quest where you just straight up put on a goddamn pride parade, just like 100 percent. And we got to spread joy to the world. Yeah, you just out here making everyone laugh and just going town to town and people are joining you. And it's just like conveniently a lot of boys, a lot of men. But, you know, whatever. We're all just out here. 
this, trying to and spread joy and from uh nick this is so funny they just told him they just told sugiyama compose a song for a man coming out to his father as a uh performer instead of as a soldier yeah which, I, I, you know, that's that's high school musical. That's, you know, that's a something, that's a trope we see. <laughs> yes, because high school musical is something that Sugiyama was very... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sure he was very, you know, he, he I, knew. And again, I think the story so far is like kind of meh, but the character stuff is really interesting. For example, um, uh, I, I believe I am on the cusp because a new character has joined the party and I believe he has some history with another character and they haven't quite met each other yet. And I believe it's going to be an odd couple moment, but I'm because I, excited because I went to, uh, uh, to what we suggested heavily suggested to be Silvando's home, uh, uh, childhood home. And you can like go up to a, a certain bookshelf and just like read books off of the shelves. And sometimes they'll give you, you know, uh, recipes for, uh, new armor and, you know, accessories, or they'll just give you a little, like little kind of backstory um and yeah he's got a he's got a fun backstory that i have read about but we have not really talked about in a cutscene yet so it's sort of like a little extra hey here's what's happening if you wanted to pay attention to it so again the story eh, characters i'm really enjoying uh so what you know dragon quest sounds good yeah it's i mean and also it's like for these types of fantasy stories it's like i don't know it makes me think of Final Fantasy 7 where it's like I don't know are those stories that much better than Dragon Quest because it's like oh turns out you were dead the whole time or turns out it was a dream or turns out you're a clone and it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> all right <laughs> that's fine <laughs> like yeah. we don't need not everything has to be M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> or, yeah. or Sh- I, Sh- Shyamalan Shyamalan sorry there was a decent twist that happened at the big the, you know a big moment happens halfway through like there's literally an act break in, yeah. in dragon quest 11 and i i saw i saw where it was going but there was like a slight the reveal happened and it was like yep oh oh that guy's evil oh they're both evil oh kind of a thing like okay i didn't quite see that coming and kind of kind of clever but you know whatever mm-hmm. yeah no it's uh don't got much else to say but yo you know what Dragon, Dragon, Quest, Bo- uh... Dragon Boys being boys. <laughs> that's that's all we can ask for yeah. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Man, so we got so we we've been doing packs all weekend. We've uh we had like a bit of an earthbound like get together yesterday. Oh right, yeah. No, um that was like the one big actual time we went to the convention center. And it wasn't even to the convention center, but um our friend uh Zeon from uh, Nintendo Life, uh Made a little Earth on documentary a couple months ago. Asked uh, me and a bunch of other people to be in it. Um, very happy to be a part of that. It, was, it turned out really, really great. And a dude got a showing at PAX. And it was fun. I got to, you know, I was there. Uh, Reed uh, from Fangamer, from Starman.net. Reed Man was there. Uh, also, uh, Chugga Conroy. I got to, got to chat with Chugga Conroy uh, last night. Um, and a couple other people. Yo, Earthbound's still real good. And I watched that documentary again. I hadn't watched it since it first had come out. And I'll be honest, I was like, man, I kind of want to play through Earthbound again. Because <laughs> the, 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 here's the awful truth. I haven't beaten an Earthbound, a, a, a mother game in a really long time. 
I, uh, whenever I was doing a videos for them, I was just kind of getting footage and I was typically playing to about the halfway point to about four side, like before slightly after four side. And then I just had to move on to other projects. I haven't played. I've never actually beaten mother three and I've actually beaten mother one, but I'm maybe okay with that. And I haven't beaten earthbound since I was in college and we've played it. I oh, almost absolutely. beat it. I, I, well, maybe actually I got 75% through it. I feel like now that it's yeah. on Switch, that's the place I want to play it just because it also has a little bit of emulator functionality yeah. where perhaps we can speed some things up. Mm -hmm. I actually, I'm not sure if the Switch can do that. You can't speed up, but you can definitely like if uh, <laughs> you're kind of rushing through a bit and you're like not really paying attention and suddenly you die in a fight. You're like, oh, well, oh, God, well I should have healed. Oops. Okay. Well, let's let's back up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rewind. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think when this documentary oh and the documentary is called the mother we share uh our, yeah, it's on our, YouTube. our earthbound story yeah and it's on it's on their youtube channel it's on the uh, uh nintendo life uh channel um it's very strange I, I i did not ask for this and i just simply submitted my portion of it but like i'm the first voice that shows up and that's only weird because scott the waz is the second voice that shows up and then reed is the third voice that shows up and it's like i believe it in certain states it is illegal for have to have somebody on an Earthbound documentary to come before Reed and for a YouTube video to have somebody come before Scott the Waz. For so, real. Or even to weird. Toby Fox is in that documentary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking to people that who was, should uh, maybe go first. I'm also like the first person to, like, I weirdly editing. I don't know. I, I just. You I, introduced Toby Fox. I also Fox. introduced to Toby Fox and that was just <laughs> really strange. Even though, like, I'm not even in the documentary anywhere near as much as a lot of those other guys. Like, Reed is probably in the documentary the most, as well he should. Um, <laughs> we were sitting next to some friends. And uh, actually, it turned out that some friends of ours at the screening were sitting next to Reed as well. But everybody had their masks on. Um, and uh, they were like, oh, hey, Derek, what's up? I'm like, yeah, how's it going, guys? I'm like, oh, I didn't know you were here. I'm like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm actually in the in the talk here. You know, it's kind of just doing a friend a favor. I'm like, oh, cool. Are there any other uh, Earthbound fans around here? And uh, I was like, you're actually sitting next to the Earthbound fan. <laughs> And it's like, huh? It's like, yeah, that's Reed. Like, that's <laughs> Mr. Starman.net. And he's just like, what? And there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, so I was all, again, introducing people to like, I've done talk to this guy. <laughs> it is just so crazy, like, watching that documentary and just thinking about all of the crazy things that Starman.net has set in motion. Like, just how Fangamer exists is probably one of the biggest or most prestigious, at least, like, video game merchandisers yeah. out there. I don't want to give them credit, but I feel like they were, like, one of the first, like, independent, totally just, like, community supported. Like, hey, we're making merch for a game. And then they were like, and, and, and then we got the rights to Demon Souls and other stuff like that. Just, like, so, like they, yeah. And it, and it started, they started doing that because they were like, oh, we should have merchandise for Earthbound. <laughs> because Nintendo doesn't have merchandise for Earthbound. And yeah. there's a huge, people want it. We want it. Mm -hmm. And then also there's, we were talking with um, Ash Paulson from What's Good Games, who's also like a giant Mega Man no, fan. Good Vibes Games. Good Vibes. What did I say? What's Good Games is a podcast. Uh, That's and, a, but she, she was she, also, yeah, no, she was in the, she Brittany was, from What's Good Games was. Yeah, she was heavily in the podcast and yeah, she was great as or well. Or in that, yeah, in that doc. Anyway. Uh, that podcast, a documentary. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay. We, we were, anyway, we were talking with Ash Paulson from Good Vibes, Vibes Gaming and he's like, yeah, me and my wife met because of Starman. <laughs> That's like someone's life changed forever mm -hmm. because of a forum yeah, like that's 
wild. And, heavily- and there were multiple people in that documentary who were like, yeah, I met my significant other. <laughs> like, there are children in the world that wouldn't exist. Yeah. With, it's just wild. So crazy that just a fan forum became that. And I, so I will say it's, it's it was kind of nice to chat with Reed again. I hadn't spoken with him actually in a really long time. And it was maybe the longest I'd ever spoken with him. And there's no disrespect to Reed. Typically, when I see him at a convention or something, he's extremely busy and he's running around and he's just like, oh, hey, what's up, Derek? And we just kind of go like, hey, you good? Yeah, I'm good. But I got a fire to put out over here or something. And he's, you know, an incredibly hardworking man, very successful, earns, deserves his success. But it was also kind of nice to catch Reed when he wasn't, you know, running around like <laughs> trying to be boss Reed. He was just like there. So I don't know. It was it was a lot of fun. I I started a new game on Earthbound when the documentary first went up on YouTube a couple months ago. And I think I got I think I got to Threed. I think I just gotten Jeff. Oh, that's really far, actually. I, not, that's still like. It, I think you, you, you get poo around like the kind of halfway point to the game and then yeah because i think that's right before you just don't you, you kind of stop getting soundstones for a little bit and then you get back to that for a while again see i'm, I'm kind of once you get to four all right quick quick aside we all love earthbound fact however foresight is such a just a, a, a handbrake moment brick wall stop that game really has a great pace and then you get to four side and it just like sucks i never know what to do at four side there's a lot of very specific things you have to do to get out of four side um and then you go to a couple of there's several dungeons in and around four side before you finally leave four side uh once you get to summers the game really picks back up again but i think that's usually what it is is like i get to four side and i go god this part of the game just sucks uh and i kind of bounce off of it want to get back to it i don't know i don't know yeah so that was awesome i don't have much more to say about earthbound except it's you know you you know what you have said a lot about earthbound and if people want to hear you talk about earthbound more (laughs) you can go to youtube yeah you can watch (laughs) the 10 year old video i did you've done you've done a lot of earthbound in your lifetime i will say one last thing and i maybe have said this before but it's so funny now when i first made that earthbound video i actually wrote the script in like 2008 and it was uh the, the, the first cut, the 20 minute version that was not on YouTube because you couldn't have long games or l- l- long videos. And I just didn't want to split that one in half. Uh, so that 20 minute cut, though, I remember sending it to my friend uh, Ben and I was like, is this too long? Are people going to watch a YouTube video about a video game for 20 minutes? Uh, and just the idea that I was worried <clears throat> That a YouTube video about a game about a good game about Earthbound of all you know of all games a game where the fan base is just hungry yeah they, just, they want I, it I put, so bad I put that anything. I put the video out and the reaction was really good but like all the first comments were like not long enough you didn't talk about this love you didn't talk about immediately they were like you didn't talk about Earthbound zero enough you didn't talk about this that the other thing um, which is why I remade it to like to a half hour video and I think for a hot minute I was really excited about remaking that video I don't know that it's really necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've, I've, I've kind of moved on. I don't know what else I could really say about Earthbound anymore. Yeah. I think that's fair. I, if you haven't played Earthbound, I would recommend playing it because it is, especially now, it's such a fun way to look at an RPG and it's such a thorough, just really full creative force of a game. However, I would say don't try to play it on original hardware. Definitely play an emulated version. Oh, just yeah. So you can get those... It does have a lot of great quality of life features for the time, 
like giving like letting you automatically win a battle if yeah. you're way over leveled you know stuff like that basically but um you play one-handed the whole game is like just the l the l button yeah you just put anything and you know it's definitely just so nice to be able to like i don't know pull out your android phone and just be like mm-hmm. just do it instead of like but yeah, that was always a problem for a lot of people like oh i really want to play earthbound but i gotta get a copy no you don't no, you don't. That it's, might have been just like a product of the time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if anyone still feels that way about any of these games, but like, yeah, there is no official translation of Mother 3. Who cares? The one that's out is really good. There's it's probably no ex- better than it might Nintendo be. would have done. Yeah, yeah, it might be. Um, this, there's there's a, you know perhaps a censorship issue that, that uh, Nintendo uh, would have addressed. It did come to light recently that the that the, the main reason for Mother 3 was always timing, it turns out. Mother 3 in, in America. It was like translating a GBA game in the middle of the DS. It was 2006, I believe, right? So it was just like a lot of those older consoles, you know, those stick around longer in Japan. Like Dragon Quest XI, for example, sold like a million copies day one on the 3DS. The 3DS version outsold the PS4 version in Japan. Like people were still playing 3DS. Insane. Yeah, in in 2017, you know, so that having a long, a much longer tail for those consoles, I think that exists stronger in Japan than it does in America. And I I, I believe it it came out pretty recently that it was basically anytime the conversation for Mother 3 came up, it just the timing was never there. The, The allocation of money and time just never fit. And uh, so, but also, I don't know that this game's gotten the same amount of cease and desist orders and stuff like that that a lot of other uh, Nintendo properties and other things have. Absolutely not. It really feels like this is the one that got away and Nintendo's like, whatever, you guys have it. So this idea of owning a cartridge or physical copy, that's cool. But that should not be the reason why you don't play these games. Yeah. And we got to move on from there. Okay. Okay. Well, we got some questions. Yeah. I, um, oh, this is a fun one. This is from Tyler on the Patreon. Uh, do you have any thoughts on how AI will affect art made by humans going forward? Oh, man. Do you think one day we'll have completely open world games generated by AI? AI, like those, um, art generators, I forget what the most popular it's one. It's like the E-Dolly, right? Is yeah, the one? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or doll E. These are, I mean, this is a very interesting question. This is very above our pay grade. It's cool. But at the same time, I I have very mixed feelings about it because a lot of what it is sampling and taking images and styles from is from like genuine artists and creators who've like put something really cool out in the world. And then this AI is just like scraping it and like just making something new. I feel like eventually it will become the kind of thing that of course like art i think art made by actual people is always going to be better but i think eventually it it is going to replace like genuine artists to a certain extent and that that's kind of a bummer yeah there's a lot to to, to break this down like the nft stuff which for the record not a fan never was a fan immediately all the nft stuff i was like this is dumb <laughs> but there was an interesting moment that I, I I noticed with all the like all the like weird art that came about. Like the bo- board ape is sort of like the most popular, but there was just so many. Just, there was a style to like this automated AI generated or algorithmically re- generated art. It was like all of these 
millionaires and billionaires, all these extremely rich people that are just bored and have a lot of money and are just kind of, they invented a new way to gamble, basically. That's kind of how I look at it. These people have everything. They want for nothing, but they're not cool. They don't, they're not artists. They, and that's like, like, that's what I can't speak for their entire relationship, but it's like, is that one of the main reasons why Elon Musk married Grimes is because she was an artist? It's like the one thing that you can't buy is an eye for art and an ability to make art, right? And so it just, to me, like the NFT stuff, in addition to a million other issues you could talk about, but one that struck out to me was like, oh, these are people who have everything, but they don't have the ability to make or appreciate art. And you, that'll, that'll, I, I, I hope that that would never become the case where, um, you know, the human eye, the human hand, a human brain will always make better art. And art is important. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I did see a TikTok where this guy was like, hey, guys, what do you think about AI controlled, uh, you know, people on TikTok? Will it ever happen? And then, like, the face disappeared and it was like this black lady. She's like, yeah, because, you know, Taylor didn't exist. I made him and here's how I made him. And it was like the opening seconds to this TikTok. I was like, this looks like a real person. And then the reveal that it wasn't. I was like, oh, that's. It was actually Bad. amazing to see in that TikTok. And it wasn't a black woman specifically, but the person who made that looks completely unlike. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the guy in the video is basically, you know, just imagine Derek with red hair. And yeah. like, he looks like a real person. I loved in that TikTok, she talks about designing him mm-hmm. and like how she's like, oh, I need to make him like deliberately less attractive so he looks more real. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like, was, he's, he's like Harry Styles, but I try to find like a bad version of harry styles yeah, like ed ed sheeran with harry or, yeah um <laughs> so i think that like it'll be a problem all right we'll see in the next presidential election i believe oh my god because no. i feel like there's going to be a crazy deep fake video where we, we you know some political someone is shown doing something uh and it is not real it's not true you know it's a totally fake uh, ai generated you know kind of a, a, a video of them you know like shooting a dog i don't know <laughs> and it'll be how quickly can you jump and say like this is not real it's 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 not true that this happened but it's not it's so long as you get the message out there far enough and wide enough it doesn't matter if you disprove it right that's how misinformation works i feel like that's the only thing that i have pause it is cool though that you can just type a random thing into a generator and it'll just make a ridiculous piece of art I think also when some random doll e piece of art is used in like an advertising campaign or as like a, you know, an album cover. And then someone's like, well, hey, who actually owns that? And some litigation to be like, well, I made the doll e program, so I own that piece of art. Well, I typed in those words to generate it. So I own that piece of art. Well, I thought to put it onto an album. And so now it's my piece of art. You know, that's... Wait, I, I'm the one who created this style that, that it is pulling from. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's... Or it's off of my likeness. Yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah it's... It's we'll it's, s- it's definitely... We're we're at the very, very beginning. I mean, maybe we're in the middle beginning of yeah. this whole issue. And it'll... It's definitely going to be a really complex thing going forward. And we'll see. We'll see who wins. Usually, it's not the artists who win. Yeah, no, I, I, I <laughs> so. definitely am a little cynical about how this is all going to shake down. <laughs> The um the other I guess second part of that question is do you think we'll have completely open world games generated by AI? Oh, I think like 
if you can make AI to do a lot of like the smaller grunt work stuff, uh, that might be good for the games industry because a lot of those people are overworked, you know. Um, but that, but if also, if it's in a way like r- removing people from a job because or so, paying people less, yeah, paying which, people, or it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, hey, we need you, like, you guys just make grass and trees and shrubs and stuff to a certain extent but now a computer can do that so you guys just are fired i mean it does already exist in that like you know randomly generated levels and roguelikes or like something like the chalice dungeons Mm -hmm. in bloodborne or you know whatever so there is a the desert track in uh (laughs) site bike 64 yeah like those those things kind of exist A, a full open world game by an ai i think that would be terrible I feel yeah. I feel like you would need some like the AI would pump it out, and then you would need a bunch of people to go and make sure it worked and tighten it up. And on that, I'm sure that that is being worked on right now. I I would be like, oh, this will make it so people don't have to crunch as much. But it'll probably be like, this is we don't have to pay people as much or have. Yeah, if it comes if hmm. when it does happen, because it, it probably will happen at some point. I. I have a feeling it'll kind of shake things up for a little bit and then everything will kind of settle out and we'll be, you know, like EA will be up and be like, this is the way, only way we make games coming forward. And then everyone's going to be like, no, we still like single player games. Like, yeah, it's fine, you know, or whatever. Well, yeah, this is AI generated game. And it's like, yeah, it's terrible. So we're going to go over here and play this game that was lovingly crafted by like a thousand people over the span of five years. You know, that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like you would hope that like that project, mm-hmm. the passion project made by people would just be better. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's going to be weird. It's going to be interesting. Okay. I feel like we got that. Got that dusted. Yeah, that was a fun one that actually kind of ended up being a little, a little bigger. Yeah, yeah. We talked about it. So this one got is a lighter one for us <laughs> from Richard. Yeah. Uh, any recommendations on places to stay in Portland for the retro fair for Portland Retro Expo in October uh, next year, this year, whatever. Um, any re- Whenever we go to Portland, we usually just use Airbnb, mm-hmm. um, which I, I have a lot of mixed feelings on Airbnb and the effect it's had on the housing market, etc. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure if that is the best place to do it anymore. I know like during those kinds of events, it is difficult. The, the good thing about Airbnb, though, and Portland specifically, I, I, you know, outside of what you said, and I agree with what the concerns you have, but every little the neighborhoods in Portland are so cute. And so full of just unique stuff that to get if, if you're going to come to Portland for the game for the uh, the Retro Expo, but you are actively leaving that kind of downtown area to go into a cute little suburb to a cute little neighborhood. Uh, that seems great. One thing about the way that Portland is structured that is different from any other place I've really been to or lived in is that it feels like. At least in certain parts of Portland, I guess, like the north, we've really only ever been in like the northern, eastern, northwest parts of Portland. Yeah. And the way up there that it's structured is that there's like a block of houses and then there's going to be a cross street. And at that cross intersection, there's going to be a couple cute local shops and like a laundromat and then something else. And then there'll be two more blocks of houses. And then there will be another like, oh, a donut shop and yeah. a nail salon and like, and, then, and, so, and also another vintage thrift store. Yeah. And also, yeah, hair salon. The way that coffee commercial, uh, commercial businesses and 
apartments and homes are just kind of mixed together in Portland feels like the ideal to me just Mm -hmm. of like, oh, we're all here. (laughs) This is a place like a neighborhood I want to actually stay in or live in. You know what I mean? Like you get that like every three or four blocks, every quarter mile. Like here's another weird like a couple, couple of inter- a couple of intersections of like this like what it feels like a, a center of you know a town center of a district all these like you know this is where the hair salon is this is where this cool vintage clothing store is this is where this weird record store is and you know donuts and coffee and then three blocks down another one of those yeah and it's just I guess yeah like in the northeast area where we kind of spent the most time in they're everywhere mm-hmm. like it's like in, in a similar way to like something like a Chicago or a New York you couldn't you cannot see all of Portland in like one weekend week long trip. Yeah. Um there's there's a lot of fun to be had and yeah, stuff to see especially if you're kind of like Derek and I and you like dinking around mm-hmm. <laughs> your little dinklers. Yeah. <laughs> We're but, big dinklers. Uh, we can recommend uh what is it like Mary's Bake Shop has the best donuts? Uh I'll have to look that up. Oh god, yeah, we did the first time while well, Grace does it I'm going to do some subterfuge here. The first time we went to Portland, we only went on uh the Portland Retro rather, which is a Saturday and Sunday event. We went to Saturday on the convention floor, met our friends, hung out. And then Sunday, we're like, well, we're going to go on a little vacation since we're, we're here already. And Grace planted out like, oh, man, it, kind of starting from my Airbnb and just like kind of like a mile, two mile path here. We can hit like six, seven donut shops. Portland is a huge donut town. And we so we're like, and it, it's not even just like voodoo donuts. Voodoo donuts is sort of like that's that, the big one. That's like the McDonald's. And you go there for the vibe. You go there because you can get a. You know, a cream-filled penis-shaped donut, which who doesn't want that? You can get your penis donut with Captain Crunch on top. It's, let's have fun. We're here to have fun, right? It is a little bit of a, like... But I'll be honest, they don't don't taste very good. You're there for the vibe. (laughs) They got ridiculous cost uh, uh, decorations up there. And, you know, they're they're the the lines around the block. And they got, they're playing funny music. And it's it's a vibe. It's It's a fun little club. And you get donuts. The donuts themselves are not that great. They're fine. They're, They're fine. Okay. No, they, 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 it's hard to mess up a donut. But it's an experience. Um, it's an Instagram donut situation. Yeah. Um, uh, Gosh, I'm having a hard time oh, actually finding it. There is I hope this... it didn't close down. Oh, no. Um, well, but yeah, there are tons of like little donut places you can go to, like, you know, Pips, Blue Star, all of these little things. But we found this really one. Just go There's around. this one donut shop that's just like. Martha's Bakery or something like that. It's a very just low key bakery place. We went there on a Sunday. They actually they were like day old. They only had everything. Day yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't actually bake anything on Sunday. So we had like day old donuts. And they were just like knocked our socks off. They were incredible. And also there was a building that was like you know one story, a little building, and it was like everything inside was like wood, and it was like this was built like in the seventies, and it's like this is just an old building with like you know, wonderful, massive, you know, brand new uh, baking stuff back there. But like, you know, the, the the side of the store where you order and where you look at your, you look at what's available in the refrigerator sections and what, you know, it's, it's an old building. It had a lot of personality that I liked too. Um, yeah. So I, I'm actually not finding it. Okay. But. It was something like Martha or I don't know. It might, but it also, it was kind of one of those. It's, mom been, and a pop couple, it's been a few years. So, you know, I guess this was like 26. 1917 yeah. when we did this so yeah uh it's been a bit anyway lots of cool things in portland i can't recommend any stores i mean like hotels or anything but yeah um because we've only ever stayed in i think a hotel once actually oh yeah and that's you know when we were like 
brought up by the by the convention. Yeah, yeah. Which we we still haven't decided if we're going to go to the con this year because we're not we haven't reached out to anybody. We're not like invited to go, but still it is something that would be fun to just kind of like be around. Again, again that's what we did this weekend was like, look, if we just went there and then just like Maybe, bought, you know, actually got passes and went inside. But I, really, I'd love to go there just to go and hang out with my friends and yeah, go back to yeah, a hotel room sure. and, you know, chill out. Anyway, Portland's fun. All right. So here is um, what I think is going to be our last question because we're I just looked at my wrist as if there's a watch on it <laughs> um, because we are just about running out of time. But this is from Jiggly on the Patreon. Um, and this is kind of a long question. So I'm going to read the whole thing because I think it's good. Hope this doesn't come off the wrong way, but have you ever given consideration to turning SSFF into one mega show covering all the topics you'd like to cover rather than separating them into their own shows like Punching Waiter Past Mortem? Don't get me wrong, I'd watch all your stuff regardless of what it's called, but I feel like I've heard y'all say we'd like to cover this, but it doesn't really fit in Punching Weight on more than one occasion. I feel like the SSF vibe of discussing, ambis- of discussing ambitious and bizarre stories in video game history kind of start- stands on its own at this point and is what makes the channel as a whole as special and charming as it is. Thank you. And I'm wondering if you've ever thought that dropping the segment titles could give more freedom and wiggle room to, make- to what makes the channel so cool. And this is actually something Derek and I have talked about a yep, lot. A lot, yeah dropping the show titles because i think that having shows and show titles is very much an old youtube thing it's not something that people do anymore as much however i feel that we've kind of grandfathered ourselves into it yeah um i always thought it was so silly when i would go to the grocery store and it's like cheerios had a new logo and they're like cheerios oh new new look but same great taste i'm like what kind of dummies need to be reminded that it's actually cheerios it's in the same cheerio section it's cheerios but mm-hmm. all the logos different Pfft, a bunch of dummies uh and then we changed our name and we changed our logo and uh we needed one thing i think we should have done was been way more out there about this is an this is a new channel or this is the same channel but a new name it's still derek it's still you know we don't do happy video game nerd anymore. When people say I should do happy video game nerd, I'm like, I feel like I still kind of do. I, we dropped the name, but I kept the happy video game nerd energy. But th- there is such an importance to the name to it. Well, do you remember uh, that thing, that issue that happened with when they made the new Marvel versus Capcom and they had like um, that this one character in it? I forget the exact story, but it's like it had the same move set as, as Magneto, Magneto. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't Magneto. Except it played exactly the same, except it was. But people wanted Mac fucking. They wanted Mac fucking Nito, all right? Yeah, I don't even know who, who, what yeah, character I d- I don't it was. I recall either, yeah. But it, there is. So, I, I mean, that's a whole branding issue. It's, to be honest, with this kind of doing away with the show titles, we still keep them. We still write our intros with them. We use them as a way to kind of like focus in on ideas. But in the thumbnails and stuff, this is maybe too subtle of a thing. I have ditched having like past mortem and um punching weight weight, in the thumbnail and that is purely because i do think of it as just a mono show in that way and i i I just felt like oh this is going to be easier Mm -hmm. for us to do like even like the uh uh um, uh, the the zebo we call it the zebo punching weight where i'm going to talk about all the games i'm reviewing all the games uh it also could be a delisted episode because all of these games are no longer 
available. They've all been delisted. They've all been, you know, they were digital only. Um, but I feel like I'm, I refer to it as the punching weight and I'm, I think we're going to call it the punching weight. Uh, I have a joke set up in the intro right now. We'll see if we keep it, but, uh, I think punching weight just kind of sells better. And I think that if we got, there's probably some truth to this question. I just feel like we've rocked the boat a lot in the past and I'm kind of reticent to rock the boat again. And, you know, there are people like Red Letter Media still has, you know, best of the worst and half in the bag. You know, they still episode 800 or whatever, you know, they still have their, um, they still have their titles and their shows. And I think it's just because if you started a new channel now you we probably wouldn't do that but oh here's another example mm -hmm. we updated uh the the thumbnail or the, the the profile picture on twitter back in like 2019 we decided to really kind of focus up the channel and kind of make me the, the, the focus of the channels make it like more because it we are like a personality based channel versus like a game ranks, I guess, or yeah, something yeah. like that, where it is just sort of a faceless thing. It's like, no, Derek's always been like the central focus of it. So we, I was going to change the, our icon on YouTube to, instead of being the skeleton to be Derek's face. Like it is on Twitter. Like it is on Twitter. Right so now. We, we changed Twitter uh, and then we changed YouTube and, uh, and then we made a post on YouTube. Cause again, we did, you really have to make sure that you were, Hey, New look, same great taste, right? So we posted a profile, a uh, 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 community tab, uh, um, a post saying, "Hey, you know, hey, it's it's Uncle Derek, stop skeletons, but like new, you know, just 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 new profile picture." And imme immediately, ninety five percent of all uh, 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 response we got from that was negative. It was no, leave it. We we like the don't change it. Everybody has a as a person's face on their thumbnail on their profile picture on YouTube, but like you have a fun cartoon that I recognize now. And it was like, okay, shit. Well, that it, uh, you listen to you listen to your, your your audience, right? We tried to change it up to do something different, but they wanted what we had already made. They wanted that yeah. logo that's been there since 2017, and so I guess it just will remain. Yeah, and our our content does tend to be more samey and. I, I hope that people will feel like no matter what, you are going to have like a fun video that you'll enjoy. But it, it is, I don't know, it is something that we do that is sort of like sloppy. I wish was a little bit better put together. But I don't know, right now, I yeah. think, but like you're saying, Derek, it's like, let's just leave it as it is. Mm -hmm. And, and, and we'll also, and I can say that like, I, I like the idea of punching weight, but that show title I don't think people really got it until we'd made like five, ten episodes. It just took too long. The the, the amount of content you're competing with. Uh, that's why, you know, I think past mortem also took a little bit for people to realize, like, what does that mean? You know, well, because it's yeah, like Matt McMuscle says a show called What Happened, but at a certain point he just called it What Happened, and it's like, oh, that sells you everything. The show's called What Happened, and it's a picture of a guy. Of Matt, you know, cartoon Matt shrugging, mm -hmm. name of the topic, yeah. logo of the topic, and then like, you know, character's head over him. Boom. Simple. Done. And I'll be straight out. I've told Matt this and I'll admit it out loud. That's why we call the show delisted. Simple. 
it tells well, you exactly what it is. Well, that's a problem we've always had is not just doing, I mean, look at stop skeletons from fighting. Yeah. Like, honestly, um, while I do love stop skeletons from fighting, etc., if we had just kept it as happy video game nerd, our lives would have been so much easier. Yeah. Like, I honestly think that it, I know, like, emotionally, you, you needed to y- move yeah, on. Yeah, it was, yeah. But it, it's just, like, such an easier sell. It was. <laughs> just and, and that was kind of... That was, International House of Pancakes. Got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or maybe, maybe we just, like, we were, it was just, we're HVGN. It was, like, Dota 2. You know, it was, like, it was not defense of the ancients anymore. It was Dota. It was just a nonsense word, Dota. Um. Yeah, no, it was, uh... That decision was a yeah very personal one. <laughs> um, yeah, like YouTube viewers don't from Waffle on the chat. YouTube viewers don't have the most time for nuance or cleverness. Hook them, yeah. You got to get them in seconds. And, and it's and it's like I and and, and the, the when you hear that yeah, they don't have time for the nuance the cleverness. It's not because the audience is like you know lazy or stupid. You're competing with so much on YouTube, so much. Like, you're clicking video games, you want to learn something weird, uh, y- you have to convince these people, like, you know, you're the one that's going to be the one that's worth their time. And I think uh, we went the path of, like, don't worry, the the content's going to define the name, and they'll get it eventually. And that was my thought process, but when I realized, like, it's not really what YouTube is, it's not really what the internet is, like, you get them right away yeah. and tell them exactly what this is. Uh, and so... We have, it worked out eventually. Uh, we have built, you know, I think a pretty good foundation. People kind of know what we're about. But it, it, there was a long introduction, an introductory process that we yeah. had to uh, to kind of like suffer through. And that was our fault. But now that we're there. And again, uh, was it Jiggly Jiggy? This person here yeah, on, jig- on Jiggly. Uh, they make a great point and they might be right. But I just don't know if we can do that at this yeah at this point um it's not something that we're going to do just because it's like you know whatever the the boundaries of what different episodes mean has like really shifted yeah a lot like punching weight used to be a very quick video format that's how it started actually it's how it started and (laughs) now i needed a quick project because these reviews are taking so long yeah and now it's and then it expanded to like oh we should also do hardware like punching weight hardware and then that expanded and there is so much overlap between what what a past mortem is and what a punching weight is to the point where sometimes i feel like it doesn't have any meaning to separate them it's like punching past mortem is slightly more historic like research heavy while punching weight will focus more on the games is really the big difference and it's such a it is such a tiny difference i hope that we are able to make videos that are enjoyable to everybody (laughs) i don't i haven't heard of people seeing a video and being like oh i really wanted a punching weight so i'm not gonna watch this one yeah i've never heard someone say that i think we get about it literally probably happens one comment a video if if ever where someone's like this isn't really a punching weight or this doesn't really fit a punching weight this is really not really a past mortem i don't think people care that much yeah so and that's just you know people know us maybe it hurts us expanding and getting a bigger audience but you know we're i'm i think we're we're happy with where we are and we feel grateful for where you we know, are. Um, the, we, we did the HVGN 
compilation video. I, I mean, I did the HV. That was really uh, the HVGN compilation. All HV and HVGN stuff is Derek. It's usually me, like just like I want to do it for me. Um, you know, it didn't take off. It wasn't an enormous hit. I knew that it wasn't going to, uh, in terms of the views and stuff. But the comment section, it's like, in terms of like, you know, within a few hours, the comments were blowing up, and it was so many people, uh, saying, "Don't call it your cringe years." These were these were great, and people just saying like, "Man, you're so, you know, very very kind words from people." Talking about uh, 15 years old now, and you've been doing this for 15 years, and you you know people like the old con old content and say, you know, you've been doing good content for this whole time, and I've been try work work really hard to try and keep the quality up. Um, and I think that that's really where our audience is. Is we do have we you know I was lucky to have built an audience that has stuck around, um, and uh, so it's best to. I kind of feel like we could do just about anything we would call it. So long as we kind of keep that same energy, and I believe, I believe we will mm-hmm. um, for the core audience. But yeah. you know, if I was starting a other new people. channel today, I wouldn't do it this way. Yeah. But it is what it is, and I think that we're still doing doing fine. Yeah, no, it, everyone's <laughs> has a different path to, uh, uh, to yeah. the success they get. Yeah. So, uh, and we sure. have finally settled on a thing we have, and uh, just gonna keep going with that. Mm-hmm. But we're not gonna keep going with this. Because this podcast is over now. Yeah. This, ep- this episode of the podcast is over. Hold on. We- <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye forever. I'm going to go pick up some milk at the store. Mm-hmm. This podcast is over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it is the 5th of September, the first Monday. We always do this the first and third Mondays of the month. Uh, the 19th is the next day. Oh, yeah. We're going to be recording this. 19th and uh and yeah if you want to if you want to chat along actually, with we us should, and we should have a new video out before then yes like the estimated post date which is always in flux but mm-hmm. we'll have something for you guys on patreon before the 15th of september yeah yeah i'm staking my name on it are we we're getting a new cut tonight i believe so i'm i'll you know morning, what i'll so. get rid of one of our shows <laughs> if we don't do it <laughs> yeah well, officially killing isn't really that bad. It's yeah. Um, yeah. So if you want to chat along with us, uh, like these folks here are, uh, you can you know support us on the Patreon. Yeah. Uh, you know, this podcast is free for everyone, but to chat along with us live, you know, just give us a dollar on Patreon. patreoncom slash Mm-hmm. This has been episode seventy-five of Stop Skeletons of Podcasting, and uh, we will see you again on the nineteenth. Everybody, stay powerful. Good night. Good night.